This is a Hog Sports Network podcast. This is the Ion Preps podcast, bringing you the best in prep sports from across the state. With our award-winning sports reporters Chip Souza from the Hog Sports Network and Eric Taylor from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. This is the Ion Preps podcast. I'm Chip Souza and joined as always by my main man Eric Taylor, ET. What's happening, baby? Man, it's another Monday morning, man. You know, the, the, the day after a uh, big weekend of, of football, man. Y'all love it. We are uh, we are rolling law, man. We are we are now into conference play, man. For all the teams across the state, we've got through the non-conference part of the schedule, and now a new season. Some some conferences have already started, but now it's a new season for everybody in the state. And man, et this is this is when the games start to mean something. They start to start to have a lot of meaning for playoffs. As the coaches say, man, now, now it gets real. They've got got the uh, the preseason portion out, so to speak. And now they're ready to uh, get rolling, man, for for all the marbles now. So it, it, it means a little bit more right now, man. Absolutely. So some of the conferences, like I mentioned, are already underway. Those that have the kind of the weird number of teams in the conferences, not not the normal eight uh, like we were used to in the past uh, because of some things have been moved around. But ET, we talked about this game in the six A. Uh, how big this was going to be last week, and it lived up to its its, uh, its billing. Benton forty nine, Little Rock Catholic forty two. Man, I was actually out there that game. The atmosphere was crazy. It was a packed house, and literally, man, it it, it started off kind of odd because Catholic jumped out to a fourteen zero lead. I mean, they scored twice, bam, bam, and you know it was like okay, one of these games where Catholic is clicking on all cylinders. But Benton came back. Uh, the, the sophomore quarterback Drew Davis had a monster game, and he came back, yeah. and they tied it, man. And then at that point, it was just basically back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, man. Throughout the rest of the first half, the rest of the second half, until it was one of those things where you almost looked as if the the, the team with the last ball was going to win the game, man. And uh, Ben, I think, just made a little bit more plays, you know, in that fourth quarter than what Catholic did, man. But it was a great game, man. Great atmosphere. It was a playoff type atmosphere game, man. So, uh, and and both teams played it as such. You were right. Uh, so Little Rock Catholic did jump out 14-0. Benton came back, tied it 21-21 at halftime. E, how big was it for for Benton to turn around? You, know, you said the sophomore quarterback, Drew Davis, he had he did have a big game, 21-33 for 324. But how common is it for him to turn around and you look and you see Bre- Braylon Russell is back? Man, the, you know, the crazy thing about that, because he, he kind of got off to a slow start in that first half. But, man, as the game wore on, he literally wore on Catholic's defense, man. And I talked to Coach Fogelman, Catholic's coach after the game, man. And it was like, you know, it, it was tough trying to, you know, tackle him behind the line because he's one of those kids where and it may be cliche where you can, you know, try to stop a guy and he's always going forward. But Braylon Russell is always going forward. It's rare that you're going to find him stop for any kind of lost yardage. You know, the first contact is not going to do it, you know, and he just kept wearing, kept wearing, and kept wearing him down in the second half, man, especially in that fourth quarter where, you know, Drew had a big, you know, first half, first three quarters, and then in the fourth quarter, all he had to do was turn around and hand off the Braylon, man, and he did his thing, man. It, it was it was huge just to see him come back off of injury. And, you know, early in the first half, he kind of was limping a little bit, but, man, it was adrenaline going, big game. He wasn't coming out, man, and, and he, he made a, a really, really big difference in the second half. Got that sweat going, got that adrenaline going, finished with Man. 134 yards, three second-half touchdowns uh, for the Arkansas commit. So a big win for Benton there in the battle of what we consider to be the two heavyweights in that conference. Mm-hmm. Six days, definitely. You know, it was another team out, out of the East, man, that no one's really talking about. Uh, that's Marion. Oh, man. Uh, 
I was man, gonna I, them up next. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy thing about it, man, I, I was going back and forth when I was doing my preseason, you know, six A rankings, and then you know, Mary was on the cusp, man. And I was like, this this team has a lot coming back. They've got a good quarterback, good backfield, and I think they're undefeated right now, Chief. They are. They are. Uh, so in that game, Marion scored four touchdowns in 13 seconds. Uh, and I'm sorry, in 13 snaps of that game. They, they, hit, they hit the end zone four times in 13 snaps. And I imagine Jacksonville saying, what what, what, what had just happened? What, what happened? And next thing they you know, man, Mary was on top of them, man, and it is over. I mean, it's like, I mean, it was like a, two, it's like a heavyweight fight or whatever. They get out there and get some dude gets hit three times in a row and he's down. They're like, what happened? Man, it was probably yeah, fans still at the, at the interest getting in the game, man, and it's 28 0 that quick. <laughs> <laughs> it was done. Wow. It was finished. Uh, 42 to 6 uh, over Jacksonville. So you're right, E. Uh, Marion undefeated, man, and they are not a team to be taken lightly. Uh, Ashton Gray, uh, their quarterback, he ran for three and passed for one in that game for Marion. So, um, yeah, they're like, hey, man, hey, go ahead and sleep on us over here. Go ahead and sleep on us. We got something <laughs> for you. Go ahead and sleep on us. They could be a dangerous go team. Go ahead and sleep on man. us. <laughs> they are. They Literally. are. Uh, I'm going to go back to the number one team in the state. This is the uh, for the second week in a row, number one, Little Rock Parkview. Now, those of us who thought they might have a hangover um, after beating Bryant the week before, guess what? They did not. <laughs> they did not have did a hangover. Not, man. I think... <laughs> they did you know, not. I think kind of kind of hit them early real quick in that game. But uh, after that, you know, Parkview, okay, we're, we're Parkview. We're going to do what we do. And they settled down and – they did what they've been doing, man, for a while now, man, and kind of made it, you know, uh, uh, I don't want to call it a laugher, but kept, kind of made it a route pretty quick. Day in the second 14, quarter, man. 52 <laughs> yeah. to 14. Uh, so Little Rock absolutely bullied the heck out of the 7A teams this year, man. They yep. took three 7A teams in non-conference and knocked all of them down. It knocked all, all of them down. Out, straight out. You know, you don't hear a whole lot about that happening, man. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's probably happened but if it has it hadn't happened much that's for sure and they they came in and took two or three you know easily and then they, they knocked off brian and, and stopped that long street uh so yeah parview is legit if, if, yeah. if no one knew then they they, they should know now <laughs> man they are explosive you know we talked about that big uh, the big uh kickoff return in that win against bryant that that uh you know you know bryant had kind of gained the momentum and then they you know got a big kickoff return and took it back kind of the same thing happened on friday night on marion uh, Robinson, their quarterback, hit uh, Eric McGee on a 92-yard touchdown mm-hmm. pass. Man, and that is—I mean, that is just like a gut punch to it, to a you know, to a defense. You're like, man, we got them pinned back to the eight. Oh no, oh no, <laughs> oh no, 92 yards. Oh man, 92 yards, like the flick of a wrist, man. Big plays, man. Those guys, I, I bet you, they probably have more 50-plus yard scores than probably anyone in six A for sure, and then maybe even seven A, man. I mean, quick strike offense. You know that that team is good, man. Really, 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 really good. Yeah, they are, they are. Another also a big game for Cameron Settles had 127 yards on 10 carries. And man, Little Rock Parkview does not have a weakness. Their defense is uh, they will punch you in the mouth, uh, and if you're still standing up, they're gonna punch you four more times. <laughs> exactly. You, you're going down, baby. You're going down. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Go ahead. You better throw that towel in the corner, man. You're going down. You're going down. Exactly. Uh, but Parkview. I'm telling you, man. So big, big win for Parkview. They'll get ready for conference play now, and and uh, I'm sure a long playoff run. Um, so we'll see how that one, how that one shakes up. See if they can defend. Uh, also, um, across the state on Saturday, E. Bentonville went down for the second time in a row. You know, I, I was reading about that game, and I actually saw maybe about 15 minutes of it, man. And I thought, you know, Bentonville was going to eventually 
settle down and kind of pull on off, man. But Rockhurst didn't let that happen. Uh, I know it was a, a turnover late that kind of caused Benville and and kind of put you know Rockhurst in good position to pull that game out. But it's a, seemingly always a good game when those two teams hook up, man. It is. Uh, well, Bentonville, you're right, E. They had a lot of turnovers, including an interception with 31 seconds left, and that's right. what allowed Rockhurst to kick that uh, a 41-yard uh, field goal to win it mm-hmm. with uh, no time left on the clock. So Bentonville now has lost two in a straight, they, two straight. They go into conference play um, one and two. One and two. One and two. Yeah, 24-21 loss. So, man, you don't see that happen very often with the Tigers, man. They, they, they're going oh. in one and two after losing two in a row. So, uh, got some things to straighten up over there and clean up for sure. No, for sure. And, and Coach Graham, I'm pretty sure he'll get those guys ready, man, and refocus. Man, and the good thing about it, it's two, it's two non-conference losses. So, right. everything that they're, that they're searching for is, is still in front of them. And uh, this is Benville, man. So, I, I'm, I'm I'm not too worried about what they're going to do going forward, man. I mean, they, they, they get it right, trust me. Now, e, I didn't. I don't have a lot of details in this game. I don't. Maybe you may have more on this. But how about this crazy Benton Harmony Grove, forty-three CAC, forty-two? What a! I mean, my goodness, that must have been a great game to be at. I, from what I, I tell, I didn't see many stats from it at all, and and I, I'm guessing it was kind of a back and forth type thing. And I, you know, I was expecting a high scoring game with those teams to up. Um, well, you know, Harmony Grove apparently is kind of kind of flying a little bit on the radar right now. They can they held on, man, and they they held serve at home for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, a lot of lot of points in that one, so it had to be kind of a, a tug of war, and you know, when those type of things with those two teams. CAC man, they could they can score that football, man. They 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 put up points in bunches. Um, another one we talked about last week could be a good game. It didn't end up being such a great game. Uh, Harding Academy fifty one, Boomville twenty seven. Uh, Boomville actually scored first in this game, and then and then Harden said, "Okay, we'll kick it into gear a little bit," and they did. Man, you know, it, it seems I think Harding. I don't want to say they have Boomville's number because you know I think the last three or four times they met, they've kind of pulled away late. But I think kind of started off the same way. Boomville, I think hit them early and quick, and Harden regroups and and, and pulls away, man. But uh, hats off to Doc Crowley, man. I mean, he, he doesn't he, he doesn't shy away from from that smoke at all. Uh, you don't no. care who you are, he's gonna play you, man. And but games like that are only, only gonna make Boomville better. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Uh, what about a wild this wild game up at Springdale uh, Friday night? Springdale Harbor. They were had a wild one with Mustang Oklahoma. Mustang ended up winning it forty nine forty seven. But the two teams combined for more than one thousand yards of offense in that one. The Mustang, uh, just like happened to Bentonville, they kicked a field goal very at you know, the final seconds mm-hmm. to get the win forty nine forty seven. But uh, you know Harbor uh, had had a good spark, put up some good numbers, and and. Uh, Looks like Harbor, you know, they're they're gonna they're gonna be able to score some points in conference play. Looks like. I was just about to say that. I mean, it, you know, it, it doesn't look good as far as what you know the record is right now. But you know that games like they have got to give the offense uh, uh, some 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 confidence going forward, man. That they put up forty seven points uh, in a non conference game against what I believe is a pretty decent Mustang team. Um, you know, but again, it's just like Benville. They have a lot to play still in front of them. So they uh, they got opportunities coming forward, man. And uh, they've got to feel pretty good about where they are, at least offensively right now. Exactly. And E, hey, E, e are you listening? Conway, yeah. they won again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I, I watched a little bit of that game. Uh, I was at, at the Benton game, of course, but I watched a little bit of uh, the Conway game and uh, at least the first drive, and, and they hit that big play and scored quickly. I'm like, okay, this is going to be one of these Conway games, man. And sure enough, uh, they yeah. went down and kind of took control of their game pretty quick, man, and, and coasted the rest of the way. But, you know, what, what else is new with a, with a Buck James Coast squad, man? I'm telling you, 49-14 over Monroe, uh, Wachita Christian. A big game for a Conway quarterback, Donovan Amolo, 17-25, 245. 
five TDs. And oh, wait, he, he ran for one too. I believe that. <laughs> I had to go to a second hand here, but I believe that's six TDs uh, for, for Amolo. So, uh, pretty good game there. Pretty good game, man. I mean, it's it's almost uh, second nature with him now, man. We kind of expected that even this kid. It seemed like he's been there forever uh, and just doing what he's doing, man. It's, it's impressive stuff to see, man. Uh, a couple other notes uh, from last week's game. Prescott uh, got a close win, 41-38 uh, against Hope. Uh, scored a touchdown. And that was in overtime, actually. Uh, got a, got an overtime win there on a touchdown pass from Pierce Yates to P.J. Gully. Uh, for Prescott, uh, to, they moved to 3-1. and one. Uh, uh, Also, uh, Shiloh Christian lost their first game of the season on an illegal substitution penalty. Um, Shiloh had scored funny. a touchdown. Illegal substitution by the Saints wiped that touchdown off the board. They end up losing twenty to fourteen. Um, and uh, also of note, Clayton at win picks up his first win. Uh, they got a thirty-five zero shutout win against Magnolia. Uh, and you know, e more wins are coming for Clay Toddy over there. Oh no doubt, man. And, and again, and the, the impressive thing about that is that anytime you shut out Magnolia, uh, that's, that's some good stuff, man. So that's that's just the first of many coming for Coach Toddy over there, man. And that ends this segment of the Eye on Preps podcast. And we'll, when we come back, we'll be joined by the recruiting guru, Richard Davenport, and he will talk about all the recruiting going on up on the hill. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Get the latest breaking news on all Arkansas Razorback sports at wholehogsports.com. Our award-winning reporters and photographers go beyond game recaps to bring our subscribers the most trusted Razorbacks news anywhere. With expert analysis, the latest in recruiting, plus unique and compelling stories of your favorite teams. Subscribe today at wholehogsports.com. And we are back with the Eye on Preps podcast. I'm Chip Sousa of the Hog Sports Network, and we are joined, as always, by the main man in recruiting, Richard Davenport of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Richard brings us the goods every week on this podcast. Big Rich, what's happening on this Monday? Not much, man. Just got my walk in. I kind of forgot that I was supposed to be on again, so I apologize. Next time I'll be at home. <laughs> well, that's all right. I know it, it, no matter what you're doing, man, you got recruiting on the mind. And this was uh, Arkansas had you know, hosted uh, Brigham Young on Saturday. Wasn't, wasn't the outcome we all wanted. You know, it was, uh, you know, did, didn't get the win there, but it was a big recruiting weekend. Kind of walk us through that, Rich, and who were some of the big, big targets on campus this weekend? Yeah, anytime you uh, have kids on campus, you want to come out with a W. But uh, at the same time, I think a lot of a lot of times fans uh, kind of forget that kids obviously want to see a W, but they also want to see the atmosphere. So the atmosphere at the BYU game was very good. Uh, a lot of kids commented on that. Uh, obviously not the W that uh, you'd want, but they got to see the uh, game atmosphere and what it would be like to be a Razorback on the field if uh, they chose to uh, come to Fayetteville. So uh, that's something to keep keep in mind because uh, anytime uh, you're able to impress uh, kids uh, with the uh, game atmosphere and, the, and, and, and how the fans are involved in the game, I think that's a plus. But uh, they hosted about 60 kids, uh, one five-star, Jackson Cantwell, an offensive lineman from from Missouri, uh, 6'8", 300 pounds uh, in the 2026 uh, class. He's recently uh, uh, labeled a five-star by rivals. And and if there's a guy that uh, deserves to be in a five-star, it's him. I, I've in, in my time of uh, doing this, I've probably labeled two people uh, as freaks 
and he's uh, the second one. The other one, Zion Williamson. Uh, and uh, and in all the years, I've never said that about any other kids, but these two guys. Why did I say that about uh, Jackson? He bench presses four hundred five pounds four times at the you know in the in the in the tenth grade. Uh, wow. he, he, and that, that's incredible. A lot of guys in college can't can't even come close to that. Uh, uh, squats four sixty five three times. Uh, his, his dad was an Olympian uh, shot putter. His mom was an Olympian shot putter. So obviously comes from great genes, but, uh, he really, uh, really enjoyed watching the game and, and, and soaking in the atmosphere, kind of like what I said earlier, but, uh, he was on campus. That was his second time he visited back in March. You also, a lot of people, uh, interested in this young man, Bradley Shaw, a 2024 linebacker from Alabama, who Alabama and Auburn and, and the host of other schools won't. He visited Arkansas back in June. He was back on campus on, on uh, Saturday with his teammate, who uh, Jeremy Cook, his defensive back from Hoover, Alabama, uh, who's committed to Arkansas. And Brad, Bradley's not a big talker in, 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 in about about his recruiting process, but he I was able to communicate with him, and he seemed really excited about uh, uh, seeing the game atmosphere and just being around the coaches again. He really loves Coach Pittman and. And Travis Williams, the defensive coordinator, uh, I've I've heard through the grapevine that Arkansas has been in good shape with him for a while. Does, does that mean he's going to be a Razorback? No, but uh, I think Arkansas feels like that they have a legitimate shot at him, and that that's usually not the case whenever Alabama or Auburn wants a kid from the state of Alabama. But I think this may be one of those cases where Arkansas may be able to get him away from Alabama. Only only, only time will tell. But he seemed to really enjoy it and. Uh, and he and uh, I didn't realize until last night. Jeremy Cook, his uh, teammate, who I said earlier was committed to Arkansas. They've been they've been playing together since the third grade. So wow. there, there's a there's a big connection there. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. And uh, they had a host of uh, commitments and other guys that uh, were there for uh, visits. But uh, those are the two main ones that uh, most people seem to want to know about. You know, talking about kids, you know, from Alabama or wanting to leave, you know, Richard, you, you cover recruiting, uh, you know, better than anybody. And, you know, sometimes kids just want to get to get away a little bit. They they kind of want to get away a little bit. And that's understandable, especially nowadays. You know, it's it's, uh, you know, you know, back way back when. And the, when I say way back when I'm talking about like the 70s and what <laughs> but to me way back when, you know, kids want to stay at home. And so their parents could be close you know, to watch and play now with every game televised and, you know, and transportation so easy to get wherever that's not such a, such a big deal anymore. And sometimes kids just want a, a change of pace and want to go somewhere different. And, and uh, you're just, you know, kind of seeing that more and more. Yeah, I think so. And, and kids are more exposed to, to traveling because yeah. of uh, seven on seven, you know, spring and summer basketball and things like that. But another thing to, to consider NIL is also opening up the doors for yeah. uh, helping kids pay for the travel of their parents to and from uh, their hometown to wherever they're going to college. So that's another angle that uh, uh, schools are using. Uh, so that's that's another plus, you know, if, you, if you're trying to get a kid from out of state. Now, Rich, the uh, the Hogs will be on the road, seems like, for the next, you know, 18 months or so, but <laughs> be on the road for a long time. They will not be back home for a while. So so that will that will kind of cool the recruiting a little bit, or or no? Well, I mean, do, do, you know what? Yeah, what? yeah, it's, yeah, definitely. Especially, obviously, having kids on campus for football, uh, that that yeah, you know, that 
that's uh, that's a killer for 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 Arkansas. Just from the standpoint, usually you have maybe you may have three weekends, which would even would be kind of rare where you're away from home for uh, road games. But uh, to have this kind of a uh, a lull and uh, not having a home game, they're 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 that's a disadvantage because sometimes yeah. kids, you know, they're, they're, they're mapping out opportunities to visit as many schools as they can during the season. And, and basically for the next month, Arkansas doesn't have that uh, window to, to, to maybe bring in a kid for, for a visit. And maybe though those weeks were the only time the, the kid could fit in Arkansas. So that is a disadvantage. And I think obviously uh, coach Pittman, uh, he's kind of voiced that. Uh, and I think that's why, uh, the Texas A&M game of eventually be on campus pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, Richard, as always, man, we appreciate you bringing us the information on the recruiting. And, and uh, hey, E.T., how many times would I have to bench press 50 pounds to get up to 400? Man, you might have to do that maybe uh, 45, 50 times, man. Uh, <laughs> 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 on, a, on a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's, that's a lot of bench press right there, Rich. That that's a whole a, lot of big press, man. Woo! Uh, but as always, man, Richard Davenport always brings the recruiting information for us. And, man, we appreciate that, Big Rich. And uh, you can read more about uh, Arkansas recruiting um, in Richard's column on, in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and also uh, at wholehogsports.com. And, uh, Big Rich, man, we appreciate it. Thanks for being on with us. We'll see you, buddy. Thanks so much, Chip. We'll take a break right here. When we come back, Eric Taylor and I will talk about this week's games with all conferences now starting. We'll be right back with the Ion Preps podcast. Stay on top of all Arkansas Razorback sports with a digital plus subscription on the Hogs Illustrated app. Get complete Razorbacks coverage in one location. Your subscription gives you 20 plus issues of Hogs Illustrated magazine, the most unique and compelling coverage anywhere in the state, plus total access to all the content on wholehogsports.com, including breaking news, commentaries, analysis, features, recruiting, award-winning photos, and premium message boards. Subscriptions start at just $17 per month. Join the Hog Sports Network team at subscribe.waco.com. That's subscribe.wehco.com. Or call 479-684-5509 to get your front row seat to Arkansas Razorback Sports. Go Hogs! And we're back with the Island Preps Podcast. I'm Chip Souza with Hog Sports Network. Again, joined by Eric Taylor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. ET, it is conference time. Now, raise your hand if you thought before the season Rogers at Fort Smith Southside <laughs> was going to be a huge game of the 7A West. I had to hit my hand down on that one. I know you can't see it, but my, I don't have it raised. <laughs> I must have been. I don't have it raised, man. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Man, so what, uh, uh, you know, coming into the season, um, you know, we knew Rogers was going to have mm -hmm. a pretty good team because they were yeah. pretty good last year and they had a lot of their guys back. Um, so we knew they were going to be a pretty good team in this conference. Okay. Southside was a little bit of an unknown because they had, you know, just kind of been hit with injuries the last couple of years. We didn't really know what they were going to ha have. Well, guess what? They got one heck of a run game at Southside. Exactly, man. You know, and this game here is going to actually be able to tell a lot about this Southside team. And like I said, like you mentioned earlier, I mean, we, we knew Rogers would be pretty good. They brought a, a whole lot of guys uh, back from last year's team. They had a good year. Uh, the Southside team brought quite a few back as well. But I think, again, like you said, there was a lot of unknown about them. Uh, but they've gotten off to a, a heck of a start. They're 3-0. and uh, so this actually is a big game, man. I think actually for both teams, yeah. Uh, but I think more so for Southside just to prove their legitimacy 
as being one of the, uh, the, the players in, in, in the West. Well, and, you know, Eric, we talked about this a while ago, too. You know, Bentonville's lost two in a row. Um, they, you know, I'm, there's no question they'll get it they'll get it cleaned up and everything. But I think Bentonville is not the juggernaut maybe that they have been in the past, uh, but they're very good. Fayetteville, mm-hmm. maybe not the juggernaut they've been in the past, but they're very good. But Rogers, right. Eric is sitting over here going, you know what? We, we think <laughs> we can win this conference. Right. Southside <laughs> saying, hey, don't forget us. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, actually, the West, I think, you know, maybe more so than in the past, you know, I, I, I'm i still hesitant to saying that it's a little bit wide open uh, because I still think, you know, before it's all said and done, Fayetteville, Fayetteville and Benville uh, will be up top. But again, you know, I'm not discounting Rogers and, and, and what Southside is doing right now, man. And I mean, you know, for all we know, West may come up and, and buy them in. So I think, you know, the parity, parity right now in, in the West is – a lot closer than than what it's been in the past. I put it that way, you know. So it's yeah. a, some big games on tapping the conference, man. Well, for Southside, they got that three headed monster uh, in the backfield uh, last year. Isaac Gregory he rushed for over fifteen hundred yards. He's having a great season again. Uh, Amari Tucker missed the whole season with a torn ACL. He's mm-hmm. back. He is also having a great season. And if you try to focus on those two, Carter Zimmerman will absolutely run it down your throat. He is a running exactly. quarterback. Actually, he's a running back who plays quarterback. Actually, he's quarterback. quarterback. <laughs> right. Uh, so anyway, those three dudes can house the ball, house it at any time from anywhere. Mm-hmm. So and uh, you know when teams are running the football like that, plus Southside has that great offensive line. I uh, got an Arkansas commit on the offensive line, but when teams are running the football like that, man, that just absolutely wears a defense down. You know, exactly. I mean, exactly. it, you know, when they're going four or five or 24, 25 yards at a pop, mm-hmm. um, it just wears a team down. So Southside has that kind of team that can, that can grind you down to nothing. You know, the, the good thing about that too, man, is that, you know, you see some in the office now with just, you know, wide open spread type, you know, quick pace offensive. But again, when you have a team that can just slow it down and just beat you up in the trenches, you know, running in it, like you said, down your throat, I mean, that's that's huge. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's good to have those 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 guys that can spread the field, but at the same time, I'm, I'm an old school type guy, but I've got a, I got two or three guys that can actually mow it down and, and, and you know, put you on your heels a little bit, man. I, <laughs> I yeah. like my chances with that, man. And this Southside yeah. team has that, that, that 300 monster that you mentioned in the backfield. So it's, you know, they, they're, they're doing some things, man. And they're going to, you know, surprise the people going forward still. You know, they've already surprised people, but they've been able to do so far. And yeah. I don't think they're done either. Though. I don't think they're done. Oh, no. Uh, and Rogers, of course, they're very balanced. They have a good, good quarterback in Dane Williams. He leads their team, a, you know, son of a coach, a very talented uh, group of receivers, Grayson Cash and Mabry Verser. They're both big, big bodied receivers, six three, six four. Uh, so, so they're difficult, you know, they're difficult matchups for, for any secondary. And then, oh, by the way, Jacob Jenkins uh, in the backfield, he had 1,500 yards last year. So uh, Rogers also has a you know, really good defense. Uh, Isaac Chapman on the end. Um, you know, he can wreak havoc all over the place. And then uh, linebacker DJ Dara, he was uh, our player of the week last week for the pre- uh, prep rally uh, luncheon. Uh, big, big kid, good-looking kid. Um, mm-hmm. So Rogers has a lot of weapons. This is going to be a great game. E, I, I don't know how this one's going to turn out, uh, but it's going to be a great game. I would imagine it'd be quite a few people there as well, man. Um, uh, let's go down to 6A and the 6A West, Pulaski Academy at Little Rock Christian. Um, you know, the PAs are defending six eight state state champions. Little Rock Christian is a team that uh that a lot of people think could be a factor in the six A, uh who who gets you know, who wins, uh very capable themselves. Uh 
but but last year, man, PAE, man, they 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 own this game. They won by three touchdowns. So what what do you see happening this time? You know, I, I, right now, um, and I could be wrong, but I think the last time Christian actually beat PA was back when the Christian won the state title. Uh, I don't know if that was you know, 18, 19, whatever that was. Uh, but PA has, you know, outside of that, uh, PA is kind of like on this series as a late. Um, you know, but again, you know, I, I think if there's a team over there outside of Greenwood, you know, that that can that's going to actually give them a test again. I think this North Christian team will do that because I got like I said, these two are a big and thicker things. You know, state title picture regardless. Uh, but exactly. you know, it's always a big game when these two play. It's always going to be a standing room only crowd. Uh, so much is at stake. And any other time in any other conference, you may say these two are. You know, this may be the de facto conference championship game, but you can't say that this year, especially with Greenwood sitting over there chilling, waiting in the rings, wings or whatnot. But uh, it's going to be a knockout, you know, drag out fight, man, when when, when these two guys uh, hook up come Friday, it as always. Be, it would, uh, little, little Rock Christian led by Walker White, their quarterback who's committed to Auburn. Uh, you know, they they lost. I mean, shot, Shallow Christian took it to them uh, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, but they've rebounded. They've won a couple in a row. Um, so we'll see how that how that shakes out. Uh, PA, of course, Anthony Lucas, he took over for, uh, uh, you know, for a good coach there and, and Kevin Kelly, and he's kept that, kept the beat rolling and they've not missed a beat in fact. Um, yeah. and so, uh, <laughs> you know, just rolling, so that'll be a good one. Uh, we're going to go back up to the seven, a West again. I thought this might be a good game. Fayetteville at Bentonville West. E, you mentioned Bentonville West, you know, could be a sleeper in that, in this conference are always good, very well coached, um, over there and, uh, and, uh, could be, could be a good one, but man, Fayetteville, they are quietly three and oh. And uh, they are explosive offensively. I mean, you said that the, the the perfect thing that they were quietly three and zero because a lot of people aren't really talking about this Fayetteville team, man. But Fayetteville can put some points on the board, man. With with Mister Lindsey back there at quarterback, and man, yeah. they're spreading all over the field like the, like he's doing, man. And this Fayetteville team is, is good. They've been good all year. I figured they would be good coming into the season. Um, in the conference play begin, they're on the road uh, with this West team. I think they're going to try to come out and prove themselves, but. You know, I, I'm I'm not I'm not betting against favorite right now, man. I mean, with, with what they're doing, especially on offense, and uh, you know, with Drake Lindsay and, and and the crew. So it's, but at the same time, I think this will be a pretty good game, uh, particularly because it's at West, and uh, I think they're trying to uh, establish themselves again, like kind of like Southside as a, as a big player in the West. So it's gonna be interesting, man. It will be. You mentioned Drake Lindsay. He is committed to Minnesota. Uh, he's got great receivers, Jason Delamar, Mason Spencer. Uh, man, they're explosive. They they're averaging over fifty points a game, so they're explosive offensively. Uh, Bentonville West, you know, they had a a shakeup at quarterback. They thought Jake Casey was going to be back for his third season this year. He ended up uh, not not you know, being injured, not being able to play. But Dalton Rice has really kind of stepped in, filled that role, uh, having a great season as the as the full time starter. Uh, got some really good receivers. They got three receivers e, that already have double digits in passes caught. Uh, Bentonville West. Does. That's huge, yeah. man. Uh, you know, you just can't yeah. key on one guy on the outside. <laughs> yeah. You got three; yeah. they can they can, yeah. they can house you too. So, <laughs> absolutely. So this should be a great game. Um, and so anyway, uh, you know, some good games on tap this this week all across the state. Um, so be sure and get out and catch catch a game somewhere. So that brings us to Eric's portion of the show where he's going to have his player of the week from last week. E, man, you got quite a few guys you could choose from for, for this. I want I'm, I'm interested to see who you pick. Man, it, 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 was, it was quite a few, man. Uh, especially you know coming out of that bidding in Catholic game, man. Uh, and then what got lost in that one? Jackson England, you know, Catholic quarterback threw for six touchdowns uh, in that game as well. Um, you know, and Andrew Davis, you know, Braylon Russell, guys like that. But you know what? See, I'm gonna go uh, with my guy, Conway, uh Donovan Amalo, man. I mean, I think he had five, 
five touchdown passes, uh, almost 300 yards uh, throwing. And then I think he, he ran for one as well. Uh, and, but simple fact, they went on the road down to Louisiana and, and, and beat a pretty good Washington Parish team uh, in their house. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's huge, you know, and like I said, Conway is, is Conway, you know, and you just, you know, when you go out and do that and, and to do that on the road against a good team and that, you know, that that territory, that, that says a lot, man. And he's doing his thing that the, the left-handed guy uh, is just, just 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 throwing it all over the field and, and, and using his legs as well. So here we go to uh, Mr. Marlowe Conway. That is a, that's a good choice, man. And, and like I said, you could have picked a whole, you know, we could have had like 10 <laughs> players a week, man, and we, we right. wouldn't have had enough. Still exactly. with literally. Yeah. <laughs> so uh again, E man, thanks for being on again with me, man. As always, Eric Taylor, he brings it uh, every single week, and I'm so glad to have him on here. Uh, we also want to mention the other podcasts by the Hog Sports Network that uh, drop every day uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We have the Whole Hog Football Podcast with Matt Jones and Scotty Borderland, and on occasion, Ethan Westerman joins them. So that's a great podcast that review and preview Arkansas's football game that week. Also on Fridays, uh, Ethan Westerman hosts the Game Changers podcast. And if you didn't hear last week's episode, he had former Arkansas coach and national champion coach Gary Blair on with him last week. And uh, Gary Blair and the 1998 Final Four Arkansas women's basketball team was recognized and honored this past weekend. So if you didn't hear that podcast, go back and check out that podcast. You can find it um, where all podcasts uh, can be found on Spotify and Apple and Amazon and all that. So you want to be sure and catch that one. And then also every Wednesday from the Hogs Illustrated Sports Club luncheon, we have a podcast from that in which we'll talk to the the Prep Rally Player of the Week, the Prep Rally Program of the Week, um, and also the guest speaker. This week's guest speaker is Kevin Trainer, um, and we've got some good guest speakers also coming up, so you'll want to be sure and check that out. So for Eric Taylor with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, for Richard Davenport with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, I'm Chip Susan with the Hogs Sports Network. Thanks for listening to the Eye on Preps podcast. We will catch you next week. The proceeding has been a production of the Hog Sports Network. Look for our daily podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. For more Razorbacks coverage, go to wholehogsports.com or follow the Hog Sports Network reporters on social media.